1: In my bungalow. <laughs> Hold on to your butts.
0: Well, we're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 148th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we have a bit of news to relay regarding Jurassic World Evolution, J.A. Bayona and John Williams receiving awards, the Jurassic Park celebration, and new items from Chronicle Collectibles and ThinkGeek. After that, I'll be heading out to Site B with Jennifer Tarek to discuss the upcoming Jurassic Expanded Universe novel, The Evolution of Claire, from author Tess Sharp. We'll give you all the latest info, try to contain our excitement, but also give you a bit of a critical view on the topic. Trust me, we have a lot to say about this novel, so stay tuned. Rounding out this big episode, I'll read you some of the reactions from CinemaCon, where they released about five minutes of footage from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Did people like it or did they despise it? Stick around to find out, but also stick around to hear that first five minutes. I'm going to tell you all about it. There will be spoilers. This is saved for the end of the show, so don't worry. There will be plenty of warning for you to get off and move on to something else. A few plugs before we get underway here today. Last Thursday's bonus episode featured Tom Fishenden reviewing a bunch of the Lego pieces uh, that he was sent just recently. He had a great time putting these things together. He did a bunch of videos with Jurassic Collectibles, so make sure to go to his YouTube page, check out all those videos. They're still going. But yeah, he finally sat down, talked about it for a few for the podcast, so don't miss that one. Now, this Thursday's episode will be us taking a look at some of the figures, the dinosaurs, vehicles, human figures from the Mattel Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom toy line. We have a bunch of these things already here in our collections, so we're going to take a deep dive into some of them, save them for future episodes as well, but uh, this week you can hear our first reviews here. Also, don't miss the new podcast that I'm involved in, Grim Grinning Hosts. It should be debuting this week sometime, hopefully, as long as everything goes smoothly. And in that podcast, we'll be discussing all things theme parks, myself, along with Hunter, Kenny, travis we'll be discussing everything related to universal studios um disney any local theme parks roller coasters whatnot it's going to be a great time we debut three episodes this week so make sure to keep an eye out for those our first one we'll be discussing all of our top rides um and uh, attractions and whatnot we'll also be discussing in another episode a bunch of random topics that'll be the usual theme for that show and then our third episode will be what our hopes and dreams would be for the upcoming halloween horror nights at universal studios those three episodes are going to be fantastic i hope you really enjoy them keep an eye out on my twitter i'll be promoting it as well so uh, make sure to check that out but enough about all that we have a packed episode as usual so why don't we get this one started off with a bit of jurassic news from around the world Eighteen minutes and your company catches up on ten years of research.
1: Access rate
0: program.
1: Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital, Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any
0: conclusions, but look. Boy, we had been right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. First up, we have a little press release from Frontier Developments about Jurassic World Evolution. Frontier Developments, in partnership with Universal, today announced Bryce Dallas Howard and BD Wong will reprise their roles as Claire Deering and Dr. Henry Wu, respectively, in the upcoming video game Jurassic World Evolution. They join Jeff Goldblum as Dr. Ian Malcolm in an all-new story that touches on key characters and events from across the Jurassic film franchise, as players players, attempt to successfully build and run their own jurassic world so there you have it that was a little bit of information from that press release focusing on claire and henry Wu. that is awesome that bryce and bd wong will be back to voice these characters in a video game it's so great to hear them alongside jeff goldblum this is going to be awesome everything we've heard from jeff goldblum already sounds so so perfect so I can't wait to see how these two are involved. For more information on the project, head to our show notes. This next piece we relayed back when they announced it a few months ago that J.A. Bayona will be accepting the International Filmmaker of the Year Award. This past week on April 23rd, he actually accepted the award in Las Vegas, Nevada at CinemaCon. It looks like he is primed for an amazing year this year, especially with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom coming out. So expect big things in the future from Bayona. But before we move on, continuing with awards, John Williams will be honored for a 60-year career by BMI at its 34th Annual Film, TV, and Visual Media Awards. So he will be given an award on May 9th to celebrate that insane career in TV and film. It's going to be insane. It's a special award bearing his name in recognition of his incomparable status as one of the greatest film and television composers of our time. They say here in an article on Variety.com that he has basically been given this award because of the lasting impression that he made on music lovers around the world community of composers and everybody else that he just continues to inspire based off all the amazing music he has created all the music he is still creating it's truly a special time for John Williams and for everybody in the film community so I don't think there's anybody out there that doesn't think John Williams deserves more awards he's been given an award just recently a lifetime achievement award so anything else just keep piling it on because he deserves it all for more information head to the link in our show notes Next up here, it looks like there will be another date added for the Jurassic Park celebration at Universal Studios Hollywood. May 11th and 12th have been sold out. So if you are planning to go to this, no luck on those two dates, but, May 13th is available for purchase now. So make sure to head to the link on our show notes. Find that purchase link. Go ahead, get your tickets. This thing is going to be insane. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to head out there this year, but we will certainly be having people cover it for us here on the podcast. Thank you to Kat for letting us know about that extra date that was added on. That's great. I'm so glad to hear that more stuff is being added, that they're seeing that the Jurassic Park community is a huge community that really deserves special events like this lastly here we wanted to discuss a few items that will be and are available for purchase first up the chronicle collectibles statue of baby blue this thing is insanely cute it's life-sized the uh, information is sparse at the moment there will be more probably next week here in the news but uh, if you head to their facebook for chronicle collectibles you'll be able to see this baby blue figure in all of its entirety it looks Pretty cool there, so make sure to keep an eye on that for uh, more information soon. Next up, we have an exclusive Jurassic Park T-Rex statue from ThinkGeek and Chronicle Collectibles, and this thing is uh, its pretty cool. It actually looks very similar to the Chronicle Collectibles um, breakout T-Rex statue. I don't know the uh, comparisons to the size with the Chronicle one. This one, I think, is a little bit smaller, but I'll read you a little bit of information here from their site. Take home your very own T-Rex statue celebrating the 25th anniversary of the original Jurassic Park movie. His highly detailed figure stands on a branded base plate, so he won't have to worry about toppling over whilst chasing a Barbie Jeep. Specifications include Jurassic Park T-Rex figure, exclusive, stands on a branded base, materials 90% plastic, 10% iron for structural support. Dimensions are 4.5 inches tall by 12 inches long and 3 inches wide. Weighs one pound. So yeah, that doesn't really compare to the Chronicle one in size, but the paint job and everything looks very similar to that as well. You can get this for $59.99 on their website. I'll have the link in our show notes. Oh, there
1: it is. There it is. Thank God for Site B. Site B? Yes, Site B. No force on Earth or Heaven. Get me on that island. Site B, don't worry. I'm not making the same mistakes uh, again. <laughs> okay, so there's another island with dinosaurs. No yes, fence Site, site B, and you want to send people in? Yes. Very few people. Yes. It's not a research expedition anymore. It's a rescue operation, and it's leaving right now. You, you cannot land me. on this island. This
0: is Isla Sorna.
1: Site B. Yes. Uh, we're on Isla Sorna, and we need to find. We need to talk to the boss. Site B. No, oh, a lady. <laughs> Enough. Wrong frequency.
0: We're back on this insane island that is full of giant redwood trees and swampy areas. And I hear a Spinosaurus off in the distance, but also some T-Rex over there. I don't really know what's going on. I'm very scared at the moment. And I still see that smoke off in the distance, about 86 or so miles away off the coast here. Uh, Do you see that, Jen?
1: Well, first off, Brad, I wish you would have warned me that there was going to be swampy areas. (laughs) I was not prepared for the swampy areas.
0: Very descriptive, I know, wasn't it? It was really good. Like, I I I made that up myself. I should have brought
1: some boots, you know? You know how that is (laughs) nowadays.
0: (laughs) You guys recognize that voice. That is Jennifer Tarek, joining me today to discuss the evolution of Claire. The newest novel, upcoming by uh, Tess Sharp. So I am very excited about this novel. I cannot wait to read it. Jen, uh, what's your initial thoughts on um, the release of you know this upcoming novel?
1: Oh, I wish you can hear a smile because you'd all be <laughs> deaf right now because I can't even control my face. Okay, so this this novel means everything to me because. Whenever this first got announced, which we've talked about before, but for this one specifically, when this novel first got announced, I was practically on the floor because b- before now, Claire never gets anything. Like, she never, Owen's always in the front, everything's like that. I never, ever in my life would have expected a Claire novel prior to Jurassic World. It's focusing on the building of the park so i mean back in the day i think we talked maybe they do a comic series or or a novel to kind of tell you how the park came along but i never in a million years would have guessed they would have done one on on claire to explain the park's thing from her eyes that's everything and it's canon and it meets up with um where where we where we're going it, it tells you that it brings her one step closer to who we know and so it's, it's all connected and it's everything, it's every possible thing I always wanted, but I never in a million years thought I would actually get. And I'm so excited. I've been saying multiple times that this is the thing I'm most excited for, for any of the toys. Anything we're getting, maybe aside from the film, because that's pretty epic too, <laughs> but this this is my this is what I've been looking forward to since the second it's been announced. like I am so excited for this, and I'm so excited that they made this, that someone stood up and was like, "We should make this book, and someone said yes to that. I'm so pumped i ugh, I'm yeah. so excited
0: I'm right there with you. um just you know the fact that we're getting a novel in itself. Another novel, you know, based off a series of movies that came from novels, you know, that were very epic novels of their time and are still incredibly widely loved. And, yes, those are very different from uh, the movies that we got. But we now have another novel in this expanded universe of the films, not the book universe because, like I said, that's very different. But this expanded universe of the films is something we've been – clamoring for and like you said we talked about um, comic books we talked about TV shows and and spin-off movies and all kinds of stuff where we see characters expanded upon and uh, more stories and prequel stuff we, we definitely talked about prequel stuff like seeing the the park built or you know how what all that went uh, down behind the scenes to get this island in order. And learn more about these characters, and that is exactly what we're getting. So that is very much why I'm so excited about this novel. And
1: but um, it's it's about, it's about Claire, though. It's not just pre Jurassic. Here's a story about how Jurassic came. It's not a Mizrani thing. It this is Claire's book for the first book ever for our franchise to have like a, a story novel that's connected to the canon. It it's Claire's book. That that means so much to me. That they saw enough and they thought, you know what, we we should make this. Like, this is paying so much respect to her. And that means so much to me. That that alone speaks... So many volumes.
0: Yeah. You know, for a character that has seemingly been cast aside in the public's eye, um, which the public meaning essentially film Twitter, the, you know, very sour sometimes community <laughs> of Twitter that just hates on everything. Um, and Claire is is part of that crew that, you know, gets dismissed very often as a shallow character, um, you know, stupid because of the heels. I have to bring it up, unfortunately. But like stuff like that surface level, um, criticisms that are just unwarranted, but I am so, so glad that, you know, somebody saw through all that, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, Colin Trevorrow initiating this, I don't know where it came from specifically, but it is so great to have her character expanded upon in such a big way and to be that character, to initiate this And I think we maybe mentioned it like before. What if there is a universe of other novels and stuff of other characters? That would be fantastic as well. But we are starting here with the evolution of Claire. And that is really special.
1: I'm so – I know. Exactly. I mean, you know, these things can go a million different ways. And I'm sure a million different proposals were made. And this was probably tossed around for a while. But somebody, somebody had enough faith in in this character. And they said, you know what? I think – this is a good way to go. And uh, someone believed in it enough. And I want to just, like, shake their hand. Like, I just want to say thank you for being brave to make this story about this character that nobody cares about, unfortunately, except me. I mean, man, do I clamor for this character. But everyone, you know, they they look to the dinosaurs, they look at Owen, they look at everything, and there's a small little group that is, is here. And, I mean... I just want to go to that one person or group or whoever and say thank you for for like putting her out there because she deserves it. That she This is her, her trilogy and mm-hmm. they, they're paying respect to that. It would have been so easy to put out an Owen book. You know, people would have been all over that, but they're like, no, we got to stay with what we're doing. The trilogy is hers. We're going to do it. And I'm so happy it's real and it's coming out and it's actually it's happened. It's written. It's there. It's already done. I can't wait to read it.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned before how front and center Owen has been, and how he is basically the focus of a lot of stuff. And she definitely doesn't get her credit. Um, you know, from the toy packaging, you have Owen in blue. You don't have uh, Claire anywhere on there. She is certainly overlooked in on that aspect. Um, just recently, the um, oh, a few weeks back, I guess, the international trailer debuted. Which I feel like was more Claire centric than the um, the American version that debuted like a day before that, um, and that was great. I thought I thought it was great to kind of see her perspective a little bit more instead of Owens and focus on her story because, like you said, this is this is her story. I mean, it was her story in Jurassic World. We saw a great growth, and now we're gonna get to learn how she got to that point. Um, so yeah, I am just very excited that there was a meeting somewhere. You know, I don't know where it took place. Universal will say. And and somebody's like, all right, guys, let's do a novel about Claire. And then some people laughed and some people just said, Mm -hmm. ha, ha, ha. No, that's silly. We're not going to do that. And then that person stood up and they're like, no, no, no. I'm very serious. We have a great story that we could tell. We can build this character. And there is much more to her that you don't know about and that is, you know, under the surface that people just didn't get. And we're going to tell that story. And then some people started to get on board and started to see how, how good this could potentially be. And now we've got a, a novel coming out. And somebody somebody really excelled in that meeting. And I really wish I could have been a part of that. That would have been awesome to hear, right?
1: I, I just want to, like, shake their hand because, I mean – I, I always saw stuff in Claire. I always see something behind the eyes. I see a lot of past. I see I see a lot of broken in there. And I, even when I wrote that thing with Outpost like a year ago, I mean, I just see a lot in there that other people never did. And I, it confused me that other people never did. And I just see so much fascination. And I want to know every little intricacy that I kind of build up in my head. I mean, I don't know if it's true or not or whatever, but there's just a lot in there. And so I just kind of filled in the blanks myself. And then when I go through go through here and see other people that they're like, oh, she's she's one-dimensional, heels, heels, heels. I'm like, w- did we not see the same thing? Like, I, I feel so different than that. And for that somebody to stand up and say, hey, I see that too, can we write a story on it? That means so much to me because that's exactly where I am in this thought process as well and for them to get it like I did and how how it was supposed to be done and for other people to in the room to eventually hopefully like say yes I could see what you're doing and they, they sold it and man thank you, that one person, that one person or a group, who knows, could have who been knows? more, but I, I just want to go up to them and be like, thank you for doing this. You have no idea how much this
0: means to me. Yeah, here's a hug. I I, I really appreciate you. <sighs> oh My
1: gosh, I'll give you, I'll I'll be like, here, you want one of my Dr. Peppers with Claire's face on it? Because <laughs> I got those
0: too. <laughs> oh God. Well, let's get into some of these details here. Um, and this is just um, release details. So this will come out on June 26th, 2018, which is after both the UK and uh, American release. Uh, the first one being on the 6th or 7th, one of those days, and then the 22nd of June. So then we get a few days later, we'll, we'll be able to read this uh, prequel um, to Claire's story after we know whatever happens to her in Fallen Kingdom. So that'll Wait, be no. another layer that we'll have to talk about.
1: Does that mean that there are spoilers in this book?
0: I wondered that. I mean, there very well could be. I mean, if they're saving this, usually stuff like this comes out ahead of time. You know, I, I know I, I talk about this every time when I'm with you as a comparison to Star Wars, but there's only few very big iconic franchises out there, and that's one of them that does very similar stuff where they release a book that ties into something before it comes out. So I'm wondering, like you said, is there something in there that – is maybe a journal about, you know, her experience in Fallen Kingdom that relates back to something or, you know, uh, whatever conspiracy or something out there. I don't know, but that is a very good point.
1: Okay, you just brought up a good point. I wonder if it's not just a novel of a point in time or, like, what if it is, like, a journal-y thing? Like, she kind of is telling her story from the present time? Mm-hmm. That would be kind of neat. That would be. Like to kind of yeah. get where she is right now and then have her kind of tell the story throughout the book and then at the end like come back and you, and then we go right into the next film of like where she is right now.
0: Yeah. yeah. That would be
1: kind of neat. I
0: could definitely see that because she certainly has a lot to tell and kind of catch people up to what's going on in her life and how she got to be where she is. Um, so yeah, after Fallen Kingdom, that's very interesting and it gives us... Some time to breathe. We'll all still be seeing *Fallen Kingdom* in the theaters, I'm sure. At that point, you know it's, it's only four days later, and we'll we'll be seeing it over and over again. Um, but you know, right now you can pre-order this book. Um, so if you're if you're going to go to like Amazon, you can get this do- this for twelve dollars and twenty three cents. At least the time when I wrote these notes, uh, for hardcover ten ninety nine for Kindle. It said the print length is four hundred pages. Um, I believe that was different from one of the previous um, numbers that I had read. Um, uh, but this comes from uh, Random House, uh, House Random House <laughs> books for young readers. Um, so that's a point that a lot of people have brought up. Um, young reader or um, kind of the 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 vibe it's getting off, giving off as to whether it's, you know, young adult or, you know, some sort of love story or something like that. Um, Is that something you're interested in? uh, You know, in that aspect, is you know, is it okay if it's you know for young readers, or is that something that you'll be interested in? Obviously, you will be. I I don't know why I even bothered asking, but (laughs) no, you know, I
1: don't typically.
0: Typically, typically when you go to do you read? I I think we've talked about that. I don't read. Yeah, I don't
1: read. I don't read at (laughs) all. I mean, I barely get the audio version. By the way, can we have Bryce do the audio book, please? Just please. I mean, we but talked I'll, about
0: this before. That needs to happen, right? There's no other way for that oh to gosh, work.
1: I Should ask her. I should. I should actually ask her. I might well, do that. You, I might do you that could now. be a
0: close backup if, if you know, they can't get her.
1: I, I might. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> but I might actually ask her and be like, "Hey, can you push for that?" But um, okay. Wow. Everything you just said there was a lot. Like things were popping in my head constantly. Um. Where were we? What? What would you? I got totally distracted by the audio. Well, basically, oh, just oh, about child, the young readers well, okay.
0: and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. I don't, it's not a child, a children's book or anything, yeah, but it should be a young adult. Reader. I'm assuming. Okay.
1: Book. Let me put it this way. Well, at least I'll be able to read it because it's for a young adult, maybe. But um, <laughs> you know what? It doesn't bother me because Jurassic um has always been PG-13 movies, and I consider this probably like a PG-13 book, so it's right in lane with where it should be. I don't think it's a children's book. Obviously, it's a adult young adult novel so what is young adult like 16 15 18 70 I don't know but I mean that's that's fine I don't think it would be super teenagery. I think that's what people are worried about it's gonna be like drama and and like gossip girl or teenagery ish and I don't mm-hmm. think it's gonna be that way
0: because yeah. that's not what
1: Jurassic is they can kind of Put that in a little bit, but it would look at all the relationship stuff we've had thus far in all of these films Very minimal compared to most other films. I mean you have a, a hint here a hint there, but that's what kind of jurassic is Pretty known for they're pretty Low on the relationship drama stuff. So mm-hmm. I feel that um This book probably won't have that either just because of the genre and the franchise it's in it's kind of built that way so no, I'm not concerned about that. And if it's in there, I don't know, overlook it. It's not going to bother me that much.
0: Yeah. I think you know.
1: if anything, it will probably be like a like an o e relationship like we see now, and uh-huh. that's so like subtle. It's it's nothing that, that really throw me. I think it's going to focus more on um, the park thank goodness and and her personality. I'm really really curious to see what her personality is before the park. And what traits stuck through, what traits she learned post-park, what traits she picks up throughout the book. Like, I'm really interested in her personality and how she interacts with people and how if she's social or if she's not or how ambitious. I'm guessing pretty ambitious. But um, there's a lot of personality traits I'm super interested in. So I don't think the relationship stuff that people are a little bit worried about is going to be a big factor.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can understand where people are coming from when they maybe mention that point of uh, contention there yeah. for young readers and whatnot, and maybe there maybe there's a love aspect to it or something. But you know, coming from two novels uh, from Michael Crichton that are very, um, very in depth and very scientific and very uh, you know tough. I think they're 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 almost tough reads, you know, especially for young readers. Um, it's not something you can very easily access when you're a young reader. So I can understand that that comparison is maybe turning some people off, but I think there's more to it. And the whole genre twist could be interesting. I don't know how the entire fandom will take it, but I think, um, oh I, as we've said, we're both very interested in this. So no matter what kind of genre it is, We're both like diving into it right away, Um, but that will be interesting to see if it is some sort of twist on the entire dinosaur genre of of these uh, five movies now, um, what that will be like.
1: Well, let me put it this way. Um, As far as the relationship stuff goes and how you're scared about that, if I know anything about Claire, which I hope I do, I hope I'm holding it true at this point, (laughs) but if I know anything about her, I don't think she would have her heart broken by a guy and that would like change the book like I don't see that maybe the guy likes her I I just don't see her putting him or another a person in front of her dreams goals ambitions and career like mm-hmm. I just don't see that so if anything if she breaks or has her heart broken at all it's because her relationship with the park or her relationship with her work or her relationship with her goals and ambitions she'll get heartbroken from that but I do not see this character having anything to do with heart being heartbroken by a guy i just don't see that happening because it's it's cliche for one but i don't see that's who she is she she'd be more like focused on her her job and and stuff and even in the in the uh, description yeah it does mention how she has a head over heels thing whatever but it also mentions that um what is it that it she questions everything she thought she knew, um, and she just gets like super caught up in the park and whatever happening. Whatever happens to her to change her mind on things and curious about that. But yeah. there's like stuff happening, and I think that that's gonna break her more than any guy would.
0: That is that is the perfect way to put it. I think you're absolutely right. I, I don't think there's any way around it. I, I I agree, especially based off the character we saw in the movie. Um, Certainly, you know, career focused and stuff like that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if that's the way it plays out. Um, but why don't we jump back just a tad to the author of the book, Tess Sharp? Um, if you guys want to find Woo! her,
1: sorry, <laughs> cheering. If you guys want to find her, huh?
0: um, go to go to Twitter at sharpgirl, Facebook author tess dot sharp, Instagram force underscore of underscore arden. Tumblr, .tumblr sharpgirl.tumblr.com. So find her out there. Let her know that you're very excited for this novel and give her your thoughts. Um, But I just wanted to read a little bit of uh, information here about her and some of her other stuff that she's worked on. Um, So this is a summary from her website. It says about her. Born in a mountain cabin to a punk rocker mother, Tess Sharp grew up in rural northern California. She lives deep in the backwoods with a pack of dogs and a growing colony of formerly feral cats. She is the author of Barbed Wire Heart, the critically acclaimed YA novel Far From You and the upcoming Jurassic World prequel The Evolution of Claire. She is uh, also the co-editor of Toil and Trouble, a feminist anthology about witches Her short fiction has been featured in All Out, an anthology edited by Sandra Mitchell. Um, So that's from her website there. And I do have, um, let's see, one of her books, Far From You. This one came out on August 11th, 2015. So it's been out for quite a while, uh, three years now, basically. And this one actually has 102 reviews, rated 4.4 stars out of five. So I think that's pretty good. Sounds good to me, right?
1: Yeah, I'll take it. So one of the quotes
0: here, it's uh, just one of the um, quotes, I guess, in the Amazon page. It says, "Uh, this romance is full of struggle and strong emotions, likely to find an appreciable YA audience. Uh, That's from School Library Journal. Um, So it's strong, strong emotions, a lot of struggle, and uh, the YA audience. I I thought that was key because that's what we just talked about, a lot of that stuff. Yeah. so that's interesting. And then the other novel, uh, Barbed Wire Heart, um, which came out March 6th, 2018. So this one doesn't have the full you know, backlog of time that the other one did to gain those 102 reviews. But right now, as far as uh, when I wrote these notes, it had 26 reviews, four out of five stars. Again, that's pretty good. Uh, quote here, a terrific novel of suspense, heartbreak, morality, and family. Harley McKenna is a remarkable character. The pages will turn themselves and stay with you for a long time. That was David Balducci, the number one New York Times best selling author of Endgame. And another quote here a pulse pounding thriller, masterfully written and constructed. With her powerful debut, Sharp is definitely a name to watch. That's from Booklist. Um, so very great reviews and, uh, good, you know, stars out of five, 4.4 4 and four. Uh, so that's certainly exciting. I think to, to know that the backlog of, of content here from this author test sharp is, seems to be fairly good.
1: I mean, that one person said heartbreak, suspense, morality. Um, perfect for this because that's exactly where we're going. I, I, I really hope that it – I know a lot of them said relationships and that. But, again, I'm really hoping it focuses on Claire and her relationship with herself and her goals and her park ambitions. And if anything, she has any heartbreak, it comes from that. And suspense, I'm guessing there's going to be some dinosaur adventures in there happening. And morality, I'm I'm liking to see – her going from a college age to a the working age of what we see in the future, and how her opinions of things change, and how strong they were before. Like we know she's she's pretty um, confident, somewhat, and and knows she's smart, and she she has her her everything in order. Like all of her ducks are in order, and if one little duck gets out of order, she like doesn't know what to do about that. So I'm curious yeah. to see if that's exactly. Um, how she was before all of this. So I'm really interested to see the, the little things that change her and to s- see those little nuances that happen in her personality. So the before, after, and middle personality points are huge for me. So I hope that um, these these prior books uh, have have touched on that as well because internal struggle is very interesting to me. Yeah, that's 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 there.
0: That's why I chose those quotes from um, Amazon because they certainly seem to tie into what we can maybe expect from the evolution Mm -hmm. of Claire. So it was. It sounds great. Like I'm, I'm very excited that you know it's very well reviewed. It sounds like she's a great author. I personally have not read any of those two novels, Um, but I don't read. And you I'm sure read. if
1: I read, I would have read them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you did, those would have been the ones. Maybe this will get you, you know, on the boat, on the on the the uh, book reading boat. I don't, I don't know if that's a thing, but
1: <laughs> uh-huh. I will read this multiple times. But that's about it.
0: Yeah, and yeah, certainly if there's an audio book, you're going to be all over that too. Um, oh my gosh,
1: If Bryce does it too, bye.
0: Oh, it's just like twenty four seven. You have headphones in, and oh you're just like God, not done. paying attention to anything else around you.
1: No, happy place.
0: So I want to dive into uh, some of the synopsis, however synopsi. that works. Synopsis. I like
1: synopsi.
0: Synopsi. Um, it's like cactuses. Yeah. <laughs>
1: cactuses. <laughs>
0: um, so there's like a, at least three that I noticed. Um, one of the initial ones, uh, this is going to be a lot of reading from me, and we all Uh-oh. know how that goes.
1: We do. Um,
0: so starting with this one, It says during the events of Jurassic world, Claire Dearing faced with uh, the savage fury of dinosaurs unleashed, but it wasn't the first time in this entirely new coming of age story. Claire lands an elite internship working for Simon Mizrani and soon discovers his plans to build an all new theme park, Jurassic world along the way. Claire establishes valuable relationships, both peers and prehistoric creatures she studies. But when the situation turns dangerous, she begins to see the dinosaurs in a different light. Fans of Jurassic World will delight in filling the gaps of Claire's past, all while gaining insight into the experiences that transformed her into the strong woman we know today. So that's the first one.
1: Okay, and wait, pause. Go pause. Ahead. So she has relation- relationships with dinosaurs. So I wonder, okay, okay, this has popped in my head, and this is actually something I've kind of always wondered in my head a little bit. So we know that when building the park the t-rex is the original t-rex so i wonder if she has like any any bonding or any say or anything that has to do with the t-rex coming in because that, that's cool
0: that would be interesting i mean you know and maybe it was common knowledge about the whole flare business but she instant instinctively went to that flare and ran to that paddock and knew that it would taunt uh, the T Rex out into the open. Um, this is
1: so, T Rex one hundred and one. You, you're yeah. taught that in T Rex school. Yeah, so, but
0: maybe, like you said, maybe there's some sort of underlying relationship between that dinosaur and certainly one of the other ones. At least I, I would assume based off of this synopsis here. Um, I mean, something I've always
1: wondered was, you know, how Owen has blue. I always wanted Claire to have the T Rex. Like I wanted that to be like her her special dinosaur, even though she wouldn't say it is because she's like assets, whatever. But this one was here from the beginning and when she got here, this one was here for a while already. And this one's kind of yeah like, you know, the cornerstone of everything that Jurassic Park and world is, park wise even. And so I wonder if there's any if any connection, if she has any connection to this dinosaur. And I wonder if that is a vital part of whatever happens. Here, whatever the whatever unfolds, I wonder if it has to do with the T Rex because the T Rex is always the star of all these films. So, what if it's also the main dinosaur in here? That'd be That'd interesting. That'd be really
0: great. I, think, I want um, that now. I think wasn't wasn't it um in the the Lego movie? Wasn't it like a Dilophosaurus or something?
1: <gasps> oh my Didn't gosh! You have yeah, that, like, that pet was so cute. At the end?
0: Yeah, that thing was hilarious. Um, but was yeah, so let cute. me move on to the next one here. This one actually came from. Uh, What was it? Uh, New York Toy Fair. I think when the book was initially shown off, uh, there was a book cover and it's it had this synopsis on the back a little bit longer. Some of the same stuff. It says freshman year in college is full of obstacles. One must learn to overcome. Messy roommates, dining hall food and cranky professors are just a few. Never has a student added how to properly avoid being eaten by a dinosaur. To her list of freshman year complications, but Claire Deering isn't any student, uh, any just any student. Uh, the year is 2004. The future theme park Jurassic World is currently under construction. Nineteen-year-old Claire Deering, the multitasking, self-possessed uh, heroine of Jurassic World and Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, has chosen to spend her summer interning with Mizrani Corporation on Isla Nublar following her freshman year in college. Uh, The result is a pulse-pounding, coming-of-age story set against the backdrop of Jurassic World advancing towards its opening day. The story begins with Claire as she starts her internship with laser-focused goals set on bettering the lives of all animals worldwide. While exploring the island and performing various theme park-slash-dinosaur-related tasks, Claire quickly forms a tight bond with her fellow interns while also making a name for herself amongst the senior members of Jurassic World staff. It isn't long before romance sparks between her and a fellow student, which leaves Claire conflicted once a larger and more sinister plot develops, forcing her to question motives of everybody on the island. Over the course of a thrilling mystery of uh, full of in- intrigue and suspense, this novel details the origin of Claire's nuanced character in a rich and complex way, allowing the reader to witness the transformative moment when Claire begins constructing walls around herself and steps forward as the guarded character we met in the first Jurassic World film. That was a long one. Sorry about that.
1: So I'm so up and down on there because in the beginning... I don't know. I could see how people get a little nervous on that one because it does sound a little drama-y and not childish, but I don't know. You know, young adulty. Like, that's the part that sounds a little young adulty. but I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot in there that excites me as well. But um, 19, she's a baby. Yeah, oh I know.
0: I, I didn't, like, connect the dots before, but the year is 2004. I'm assuming, because it's kind of conflicting. It's, like, saying freshman year, but also this is set after freshman year or something like that, so uh, I'm like, man, 2004, uh, that's Okay. I had, I had graduated yeah. high school in 2004, and then was in college. Oh. You know, the fall of 2004. I'm like, wait, I'm the same age as Claire. Oh man, I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> so makes now. her really, really young. man. see, this is where I'm confused. Now, if she's a freshman, I would like, I'd like it better if she was a senior because if she's a freshman and Jurassic World's just opening, how did she finish college? Because then she went to work. I guess she did like her internship for four years. And I thought that she went a higher education and then just college. I feel like she'd have to go for a master's or something. Claire
0: only went to college for half a year and then dropped out. She got a great job on Isla Nublar and never looked back. She has a high school degree.
1: Owned the whole park with (laughs) like operated the whole thing, manager of everything with like Five months of so, high
0: school. When, when they're when they're she's in the courtroom. You know, you see this courtroom in uh, *Fallen Kingdom*, and they're like, uh, "Order, order, Claire." It says here you have a high school degree. Is there nothing else after that?
1: I just don't get this. I no. wish, I wish so much that because Bryce is thirty-seven. So I mean, why not just age her at thirty-seven? Mm-hmm. And if they would have um, put her, even maybe had her go through college and then put her in like first year as a master's degree interning or something like I would, I would like for it to have went like her summer before. And then it naturally to just expect that she'll get like a regular job there. And that's kind of where it ends where she's at a regular job and you know, she's going to move out from there. But I don't know how a freshman can get a regular job. I don't know how they're going to move that ahead to say, yeah, we're going to, pick up where we started in the movie here, but yet we're still only in freshman in high school.
0: Yeah, you know, look, I'm podcasting 24-7 basically, so I'm not like the the guy to go to when talking about what freshmen do in college when it comes to internships because I didn't do that. So I'm just wondering, like, is it common for freshmen to get such a intense, like, internship is mm-hmm. that is that common I don't know maybe you know I
1: don't I don't know either I mean you can do internships but I don't know I guess it depends on what what she's doing Yeah, I guess
0: you I, know, honestly, how, how you smart know, she is and what her background is as well I'm sure
1: if you're like a freshman in college it's college and you go to do an internship you're not and you're due to the zoo let's say you're not even going to be near the animals for one you'll be like in the office or doing little things so For her to even be near the animals and building relationships with them in a freshman year of college, I just wish they made her a little bit older.
0: Yeah, you you did bring up that, and that that was a great point. I would kind of wish that as well. It would have um, fleshed out the character a little bit more, more believable in the sense that she has a good, firm grasp on who she is and what she's doing in that environment. Um, But maybe, maybe, or I hope this will prove us wrong in that sense, and we'll get a good sense of who she is in freshman year.
1: The only thing that um, concerns me is that she – to make her young like that, they would be wanting to play the college-style um, drama stuff. And mm. that, I guess that's what kind of worries me because when you're a senior and if they wrote her, like, 22 or something, it wouldn't be as school-y, I guess. Agreed, now yeah. we Now we're back in freshman dorm. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's worrying me just a tad. I, I trust that it won't be too heavily on there, but um, – The only excuse I could think of to make her younger is to have that aspect. And if they do it for that aspect, that means that aspect is there and it's used and it's important somewhere. And that worries me just a tad because that's the part I'm trying to dismiss.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So let's move on to the next one here, see if there's any more details we can get. Um, It's a little bit shorter but a lot of the same stuff. It says – Freshman year in college is full of obstacles. There are messy roommates, cranky professors, and disgusting dining halls this time. Uh, But for Claire Deering, add how to properly avoid being eaten by a dinosaur to that list. The year is 2004, and Claire has been given the chance of a lifetime, the opportunity to intern at uh, Jurassic World theme park less than a year before it opens to the public. She's laser-focused, With her sights on bettering the lives of all animals worldwide, uh, worldwide. but life at the park isn't all test-driving gyrospheres and falling head over heels for a fellow student named Justin, though she does that too.
1: Don't do it. Claire, don't do it.
0: (laughs) Stop. Rumors and suspicions flood the island, and Claire is determined to unravel the truth. As Claire searches for answers, she and Justin find themselves thrust into a sinister plot that will leave Claire changed forever.
1: Now, what is that? I is don't my know. Question what forcing her that?
0: to entertain, uh, forcing her to question everything she thought she knew, and bring her one step closer to the Claire viewers met in Jurassic World, and who they'll return to in Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom.
1: So, That's what I'm interested
0: in. Yeah, I mean, there's there's certainly, like you said about the other synopsis, there's a little bit of up and da- ups ups and downs in here. Um, the fact that she is laser focused, um, she wants to better the lives of animals worldwide. And, and they're also noting that it's not all just fun and games. It's not all just driving gyrospheres for fun or it's not all just falling in love. Um, she does that too, but there's more to it and she is determined to unravel whatever this conspiracy truth is. Um, so okay. it, it's, it's kind of glossing over the fact that, yes, that stuff does happen, but there's more to it.
1: Okay, so that that gives me hope that all of that is just really 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 in the beginning and it's just mm-hmm. setting it up and then she is total clear after that setup and she's like okay, guys that guys are stupid like that this is what matters like fixing whatever they're doing like conquering whatever they're figuring out like that's important to her over college stuff and Boys and whatever like I'm hoping that if they set that up they set it up in the in the beginning and then her turning point is that's silly. This needs to be addressed. So I hope yeah. that it's only there to really like make her grow up really fast like in that moment of where where we know she is she maybe has it like two different two different things happening and she either goes one way or the other on it and she obviously goes into this, into this sinister plot thing. So I can, I mean, hopefully this is just a plot device, all yeah. that school stuff.
0: Um, I do uh, see what they're doing here because we've already seen it like I think in two of these synopsis that it says bettering the lives of all animals worldwide. That is not like a, a thing we suspected about Claire. Um, while we're watching Jurassic World, I didn't necessarily think that she was trying to better the lives of animals or anything like that. And then you get the fact that she is the, you know, uh, owner-operator of the DPG trying to save these dinosaurs. And and you see that, you know, you're like, well, where did that come from necessarily? I didn't necessarily know that that's where she would naturally progress. Um, but now she wants to save all these dinosaurs. But now we know. That they're kind of setting the, the sights here on the fact that she was doing this beforehand. So they're kind of fleshing it out and letting people know that it's not just this like, oh, uh, you know, a light switch flicked and now she wants to save these things when pre- prior to that she just didn't care. Um, we see that you know she wanted to do this previously. Something happened and maybe she lost focus on that, but now she wants to do it again. So I can see what they're doing here trying to set that up, that motivation.
1: Yeah, I've actually thought about this a lot about what would be better announced her running the DPG or this synopsis of this book because what either way it's out of left field kind of from what we know. Like if they have if we read this synopsis first and we know nothing about the DPG and we read how she's once has her um, eyes set on bettering the lives of animals worldwide and she really cares about the animals and, and the bonds and stuff. That wouldn't be as jarring since it's pre pre everything. It would be a little like, oh, I didn't know she was ever into that. I thought she was yeah. like a business major. But um, yeah, so that would be a little less jarring than just out of nowhere DPG shares, yay! Like <laughs> that was jarring to me. Like I'm still starting to to accept this, and I think I have mostly. But um, that was jarring to me. This is still a little bit jarring, but I think if we would have got this book first or this analysis first or this thrown at us first, then the DPG thing wouldn't have been so far out of left field mm-hmm. as what it was.
0: Yeah, very But good even point.
1: this is a little like, really? Um, okay.
0: Yeah, I, I, I do think it is kind of out of left field. I did want to ask these questions here. Um Uh, mostly just about Claire and where she stands at the beginning and end of Jurassic World. So what is your take on Claire at the beginning of Jurassic World?
1: Oh, So much. Like my (laughs) heart just warmed. Um, Okay, this from my perspective, from what I got, not knowing what's in this book, is this is somebody who wanted to do something really important with her life. She's always been super ambitious. She wanted to go to tough school. She always did the best she could. She was always the good girl in everything, and she wanted to do something really important. I don't know if it really had to do with animals per se or changing the lives of animals, but just wanted to hold some position of importance to influence people in a good way. Like That's how I always thought she was. Like She went into business or something like that to really um, take something in her hands, take control of it, have it all set out, and do it right, correctly, efficiently, and the better for everybody like that's how I thought she approached life going into this mm-hmm. so then she gets hired in a Jurassic world and she has that mentality I guess a naive somewhat mentality um of I I want to do this good I want to do it better than anyone else can I want to prove to people that I could do this better than anyone else can and I I'm gonna make it use everything I have to make this the best possible for everyone involved and I, I'm gonna rock at it so I feel like she did that and then you know when you go in a corporate thing people are mean like they they beat people down people step on people and it's a whole jaded thing that happens so I feel like she got lost in corporate life and she lost all of that naive parts I guess and just the nice um why she's doing this not not why of oh I want to put out a good report I want to uh, save company money, she's losing why she ever went into business in the beginning. And I feel like that's what happened. So when we come in in Jurassic world, I feel like that's where she is. She is that hard shelled person who is now in a total different mindset, because the people around her are in a such a different mindset, and she would brought up in that mindset as she climbed the ladder too so now there's a different set of standards when you're that high up and she just kind of got accustomed to that and fell into that and completely forgot about why she went into it in the first place so I think that's where she is the beginning of Jurassic World I don't really get the, the animal thing I still believe she went in it to be a business person but mm-hmm. okay
0: <laughs> yeah I, I agree because In the beginning of the movie, she's very uh, serious. You know, she's almost, you know, she's laser focused on her job and her her nephews show up. And she doesn't necessarily seem to care too much. You know, she still has to continue doing her job. And, you know, she loves her nephews, but she's also like, hey, somebody else, can you take care of her, uh, take care of them? Uh, show them around the island. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up with you guys some other time. Um, not at 8 o'clock, uh, at some other time. We'll, we'll do it some other time, I swear. You know, she gets that call from her sister And she's like, well, things are busy around here. You know, I just didn't get a chance and all that. And then they get into the whole, um, you know, debate about the family and all that stuff. But I I didn't necessarily see her as um, a very caring person. And what this synopsis is telling us is that she is a very caring person. Um, See, I
1: think she cares a lot about, um, like I said, her. her Job well, yeah, thing yeah, and yeah, what she's sure. creating, what she's creating for people, and I even feel like to even go one step further, outside of the caring for people, she's even lost why she cares about her job. I feel like okay. she she cares about her job because she's told to, because she has deadlines, because she has a really high standard to meet. But I think she even lost within there why she cares about her job, like why she's even doing her job, why, what she's creating for people. Like, forget the dinosaurs, forget her family for a second, but just the reason that she's functioning in that position, I feel like she lost that at a core level. Yeah. And everything else that's going on, I get, I'm going to me sound terrible. Yeah, they're superficial things. Yeah, she should care about her family. But even who she is, she lost who she is to such a core level that um those things aren't even on the radar for her like she's having this inner struggle of what what my her her being her essence is her job at this time and yeah. she's even lost why she's doing that yeah so well, i think that's if- it
0: I think, like, Simon Mizrani is the catalyst for that. You know, you see him come to the island and just say to her, like, how is my park doing? And she's very talking about the assets and what is happening on this park and how everything's going. And he's like, no, Claire, relax, you know, get out and get some sun and just, like, take it easy and and take a chill pill, essentially, like – You need to calm down and slow down, take a look at everything around you. And later on in the movie, she does that and she finally interacts with this creature, which I'm kind of like seeing that moment with the Apatosaurus as like, maybe she never had that moment before, But, but she has. She has had that moment before. And now you have to look at that moment in a different light and say, this is context for a previous situation that she had. You know, or a previous um, relation with some dinosaur like that that I mentioned in the the synopsis that there's more to her story than just experiencing this for the first time, which is how I've always kind of viewed it. And it opened her eyes as to these dinosaurs are animals. You know, they are real creatures that need her help. And they're not just numbers in a computer or on a stat sheet. She needs to pay more attention, and that's what she does. And and she takes charge. You know, from that moment on, she just she kills it. And I need to I need to seriously rethink this movie with whatever this synopsis is. Whatever I re, when, whatever happens when I read this novel, I need to rethink it. So it's gonna take a lot of you know re, readjusting to kind of get a better idea as to what happened in that moment.
1: See this this screws screws up with my brain now because you know I've. This is again where I'm having issues with the animal thing because I like that that was the first time she ever touched a dinosaur I like that thought yeah, I like yeah, that um that she was a business person she went in with business not not like uncaring business she people can go into business and care about their more morals and in a business way like they're not all business people are just mean they get mm. hardened as they go up which I get she doesn't have to care about animals in the beginning to get the same effect that that we're getting and that throws me because i do wish that that apatosaurus was the first time she did touch a dinosaur and she interacted with one i guess now it can go it be like a harping back to maybe maybe the she had an apatosaurus in the novel maybe that was her dinosaur in the novel and then she has a moment connecting with that okay but i still if you have a relationship like that, what could possibly happen in this novel to lose it? What like I don't know what they could possibly do to her? What sinister things can be happening for her to lose any connection to animals? Yeah, it just know. seems a little
0: unless, far-fetched. Unless this this guy, Justin, um, has the connection to these animals, and you know that's the area where she has experienced this before. And then you know maybe she's backstabbed or something like that by him in a way. And then she decides from that moment on, I'm gonna laser focus on my career and and myself instead of a boy or something like that. You know that's I, okay. a, that's a very I'm typical actually tale.
1: Okay with that because now what if he is the catalyst for her? getting away from animals now this sounds terrible because we're moving into the whole drama thing but okay so hold on so he he may be okay so he's the animal dude (laughs) and she's the business person and they kind of get together for something and he's trying to show her the animal side of things but she's still business side of things but then like Maybe she gets burned by that somehow. And then even whatever the sinister stuff is going with the park, maybe she gets burned twice with animals. So she doesn't really – maybe she never like fully loved the animals. She just never had a problem with them until then.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean it's hard to say that that specific because – you know, she wants to better the lives of animals worldwide, which almost makes me think. Trying to get
1: away from that. I don't believe I know, that. Which, I which
0: just... makes me think it's like her career calling. You know, like her, whatever she's doing in college is is about bettering animals lives worldwide not business which know, which is I'm very different than what we've always thought um, it's
1: hurting me i don't like that yeah. thought i don't like that thought
0: so without this stuff in, in your head at the end of jurassic world she is a much different person and those who say she didn't change it are completely wrong there is a uh, complete 180 for her character <laughs> at that moment where she touched the animal and felt it die in her hands. And then she changed from that moment on. She's very strong. You know, she was a strong character to begin with, but she just used it in a different way. That strength, um, whether she was saving other, saving Owen, saving the kids, um, saving everybody, I guess from the Indominus and all that, like she's the one who, who did it all. And at the end of the movie, I feel like she's confident and she she knows what she wants to do and maybe that's that's what I've always assumed is her stepping off point for wanting to save animals and that's where I've always thought like, you know, she just experienced a whole lot of stuff and now she's she's seeing the um the faults of, of the Mizrani Corporation and uh, Jurassic World and how things shouldn't have happened in in that sense in the first place and now she wants to make a change and save these animals.
1: Okay. Uh huh. No, all right. This is my thoughts on that. Um, I don't feel like the dinosaurs had anything to do with her journey or growth. Okay. And let me explain why. Because this part was her livelihood. It was what she worked on. She worked in the business side of things. At the end of those, by the end of the movie here, she was humbled was the word she was totally humbled by everything that happened and she saw it all fall apart she saw her life fall apart everything she worked for everything she knew everything just crumbled and she was broken by the end of this i don't think the dinosaurs had anything to do with that it was they were they were a catalyst i mean they played a major part because they're the park but i think her personal brokenness did not come from the dinosaurs i I feel like the, the Apatosaurus thing started to break her, but not because it was an Apatosaurus, just because it was part of what she was doing. Like She was part of that machine, and it, it it that broke her a little bit. Now with the T-Rex, I don't think it was an animal per se that did it, because it could have been a robot. It could have done anything. What it symbolized was she knew to get the T-Rex because she knew – the assets in her park she knew her park she knew where it was located she knew what paddock it was in she knew it had more teeth than that and it could defeat that she knew like aces beat tens like she knew what beats (laughs) what and so yeah that's why that's why she um beat it It had nothing to do that it was a dinosaur had nothing to do that it was an animal um i don't think that even changed her thought by the end like i said she was humbled by her life falling apart and she was lost and vulnerable and broken by the experience of losing what she knew and everything that she thought so i don't think that had anything to do with animals okay so they she were just used her there.
0: skills that she already had to 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 you know have a favorable outcome
1: yeah i don't think the animal the animals were there and they played important parts but it, none of this was because of the animals i always saw it as she was trying to save her her park like even there's a point where she says we'll never reopen like her main concern is her park and her livelihood and what she's put her life into it, she's never like oh i, I hope i don't want to hurt the indominus i don't want to hurt the dinosaurs I, I care about this and that i mean she's like i will never reopen i this this is like, it, it's all about how can we move the people so they're out of the way, but we're not going to really send them home. We're just, we're just going to move them and block this part. And it's all business. You park things. None of it is. She never tried to move a dinosaur. She never said, oh, let's get these dinosaurs in their containments and safe. Like she never thought about that.
0: Yeah. 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 So that's, that's a, you know, a checkpoint for oops, that whole animal thing. I don't know.
1: I'm not buying it. I'm telling you, I know, I I know this, this character and I mean, I'm nobody compared to, I'm I'm nobody, I'm a nobody in the world but (laughs) I feel like I really know this character and I really feel like out of left field with this dinosaur stuff. I just can't make it make sense and I know from the beginning when we had this conversation on the podcast when all this stuff was coming out and the DPG stuff was coming out everyone was on board with it and remember, I was like, you know, I'm not sold on it and then, 99%
0: sold, sold. I think, right? It was like...
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was 99% and I'm still not at 100. I don't know.
0: Well, here's the thing from the DPG. This is a quote from a newspaper article on the website. This is a quote from Claire and it says, We have a duty to care for these animals. They have been treated as nothing more than corporate property and cruelly exploited for their entire existence alongside humankind. This kind of treatment would not be tolerated for any other animal on this planet and these magnificent creatures should not be the exception. By pursuing government backing for the protection of the animals, we can begin to set things straight. With these hearings, we can make uh, we can really make ourselves known. Um, so does that sound like the person who who was very straightforward in her business and knew what she wanted? you know, uh, career wise and didn't necessarily focus on the dinosaurs, but more of the assets. Does that sound like somebody that would say that that these, these were property cruelly exploited for their entire existence? Uh, I don't know. No,
1: no. Even after this experience that she had, again, it had nothing to do with the dinosaurs. It was all about her park and her livelihood and saving people, her people like, no, that's not her. I don't know why this is happening like I've, i'm having a crisis right now like i just oh my gosh yeah, um
0: it's tough because a complete 180 in in your moralities is is one thing i i don't know how you can necessarily do that if you're a, a, an advocate for something you know i don't necessarily it, th- see you, you know, changing your 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 thoughts i'm not too sure about that it's very it's tough. not
1: even it's not even her morality it's just her entire thoughts goals in life like i just well, she was I mean, she was shooting one way and all of a sudden you can't say well like it's like going to school i'm gonna be a dentist and then all the half and you're going all the way through there and i <laughs> like uh i don't know lightning strikes your dentist office. you're like you know what i'm gonna be a writer now and it's like wait a minute but you were a dentist for 10 years like why do you care about like i don't know it's just, it just seems so strange
0: i mean if if claire was blind to the Backstory of what was happening with these dinosaurs. Maybe, maybe these dinosaurs were not treated very well in their containment. Maybe there was a lot going on behind the scenes that she didn't necessarily know. I don't believe that because I feel like she was very oriented on what is happening in her park. Um, yeah. Because that is what she told Mizrani. He didn't want to know that. He wanted to know, you know, how are things. Um, but she was very oriented on what is happening in this park. I know every detail. But to say that maybe she didn't and maybe she didn't realize that they were being exploited or, or cruelly treated, I, I just don't necessarily believe that. Um, so it is mm-hmm. interesting because um, – I don't know how to put it. Like if, for instance, I, you know, somebody who has gone to SeaWorld their entire life and then all of a sudden decides to stand outside the property and picket it because they don't like the way that the animals are treated. That's essentially what she is doing, right?
1: You know what? This is my conspiracy theory, and I hope it's true. It's just the only thing that I can make sense of this. That the DPG is just a cover-up of something. Like, she's she's not the villain, okay? But she's has a total different motive and prerogative for something. But she's using the DPG to get or do something else. Like, she doesn't fully believe in it she's just using it as a cover for something like even that it know, makes that sense feels
0: like a step too far
1: <laughs> i'm going this way because it's all i have left at this point because <laughs> even that, that dpg video was so not her
0: yeah we talked None about that, it, that. It. It, it was bryce it was, it, not was. Claire.
1: <laughs> it was it was not it was 100 percent Bryce times 10 million i could tell you that with my eyes closed so i think it was like all those fake infomercial thingies that people do so mm-hmm. i wonder if she if, if, if there's more to this than that because there's even that the scene that we saw in the um international trailer or even the trailer we just saw i don't remember which one but there was the scenes with the that eli mills dude and mm-hmm. i wonder if he had something to do with like telling her if she wants something, I don't know what she wants. If she wants something, and he's like, we can get you that if you save the dinosaur. She's like, well, how am I going to save the dinosaur? He's like, well, here. Here's an idea. Start a foundation. And she's like, oh, I can yeah. start a foundation and do all this and then blah, blah, blah and get whatever it is. So I I have to believe that she didn't just wake up one day and she's like, I'm going to save everything. I'm going to hug a tree.
0: I did I wonder just, that same thing. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I watched that international one, it, it did – I didn't know the placement of that conversation with Eli Mills because it it could have been before the DPG. It may have been after the DPG and he went to her, you know. But he's saying we need to save these dinosaurs. We need to help get them off these islands. And we know that that's – he's part of that sinister plot line in that movie. So you cannot trust what he's saying in that moment. But is he the catalyst to help get – you know, kickstart the DPG that's that that really, is certain potential that I'm I may be on board with that. So maybe necessarily um, yeah. all this is not her idea. I don't know, but uh, I, I don't really know. want
1: that to be true. Because I just don't I, I could see boy, would she get the hate though? That character would really get the hate if she was like doing it just for something else. And like she was yeah. she didn't a ulterior motive. I don't, think that's and she's, the I
0: don't think I don't see that for her. I, you I know, imagine she's she's the villain for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> she's wouldn't like, sell him to the highest bidder. And she turns her back from Owen.
1: You know though, wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be an interesting twist though? If like they pull the rug out <laughs> from under you and they're like, Just kidding, this was all a front. She was doing this for something else, and it was yeah. all like a business move. Oh,
0: I don't that know. would be something that would be I, I am at a loss for words. We we didn't necessarily mean to uh, talk down about this novel, but there is oh, certainly no, there are certainly questions being raised by a lot of the synopsis and, and the backstory that we already know and what we've seen and what we're going to see. I mean, this could all be rendered mo- mo- when we see the movie and wonder, you know, four days later when we're reading this book, um, which I'm, I'm assuming we'll have a lot more questions after both those things. But at this point, I think we have a few concerns, but overall we are very, very excited to see and where she came from.
1: Besides this book is four 400 pages and we're just going off of, where's yeah. our sentence with her sight set on bettering the lives of animals worldwide. Like that's, 400 pages and we're going off of that sentence. So there's a lot more in there that we don't know, which is we can't really argue on until we read it.
0: We're, we're getting very close to wrapping up here. But before we do that, I did want to touch on the, the cover art. Um, so let's see. Uh, there was one initially released back when the, the, f- the book was shown off for the first time, featured the silhouette of Bryce, um, sort of, or Claire, And um, had the Innovation Center, had Claire and I'm assuming Justin and a Raptor uh, coming through a fence. Uh, Did you have any initial thoughts on that?
1: Um, I liked it a lot. I like it a lot. I knew that's not right from the first get-go there on the Mm -hmm. not final cover. Um, I liked it a lot. I like that the Innovation Center... Is, like, where her brain is. Like, that's cool to me. And then they took it out for the final one.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, Yeah, it it is quite obvious now that that is not Bryce there. But the new version, it certainly looks like a youthful Bryce. I mean, she's pretty youthful in general. But this is a very good new addition to this cover. When they when they first released it everybody's like, "Yeah, it's not it's not the final cover." It actually says that on the on the book, not co- not the final cover. But now this is and it's her and the innovation center is gone. And like you had pointed out earlier to me uh, before we were recording, the the raptor changed its head positioning. So that's funny. Um, Even
1: the guy is in a different position.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, his head is facing a different way. His arms are doing different stuff. Um, Bryce, or Claire, seems to be doing the same-ish thing. Um, But yeah, I mean, what do you take from this cover art? Because this, I feel like, reveals quite a bit as well. I mean, there's a raptor literally, uh, you know, a foot in front of her. And it's interesting. If you look behind that raptor, it looks like it's on the coast. Like, there's like a water, there's like... It's near the water, so that's an interesting position. But I don't want to dive too deep into this cover because it really probably doesn't mean much of anything. But it's um, interesting this this uh, Sorna raptor because that's certainly a Sorna raptor in front of them.
1: Okay. What what's funny is we just did this entire podcast like thinking what dinosaur are they going to uncover. Uh, um encounter and there's a raptor on the cover so maybe that <laughs>
0: yeah but i don't know if that's the relation does she will she gain a relation with that because when I when they say not. relationship with a with a dinosaur i'm assuming like n- not maybe to the levels of blue but like you know a dinosaur that she likes i don't know if you necessarily like a raptor you know that's not trained <laughs> i don't know
1: yeah i don't know i don't know why that raptor's there but well, I, I'm it's, also it's a, sad she doesn't have bangs. That's totally unrelated. Uh, it's long hair. Yeah.
0: Yeah, bang, that's one of
1: the no only things I noticed. There's no bangs. Uh. <laughs> but, um.
0: <laughs> it's a dangerous situation, I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> Wait, what? The no bangs? The no the bangs,
0: rock? yeah. Because, I mean, well, I'm, actually, it might be beneficial because you can see the dinosaur better just in case they get in front of your eyes.
1: Yeah, but then that tells me that she didn't have bangs when she was in college and that makes me sad. But we're we're crossing into a different territory. <laughs> However, what's also they changed um in between the covers is they added a lot of greenery where her shoulder was. So that's pretty neat.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I do see that. Yeah. Yeah, because it looks like there's ground behind her, but then they added yeah, a lot of uh nice greenery there. Interesting. So-
1: like in the not cover, not final cover, it's like all this stuff was happening inside of her head and her body and her thoughts and stuff. But mm-hmm. now in the real cover, it's like she's growing out of the environment instead of the other way. I don't know. Now, now I'm liking that it was all like growing out of her, and now this one, she's yeah. like growing out of it. And I that's a, that's I a good
0: point. That I I kind of like that as well. That's interesting. She's learning. She's changing from this experience below her. So that that's yeah. uh, that's an interesting way to put it. Uh, but there is a pteranodon also above flying in the right-hand corner. Uh, interesting. I don't know. That, that's going to be fun to see how that's handled, if if at all. I don't know.
1: But. I'm trying to figure out what that stuff is in the back. Like, it looks like burned wood or something. Like, yeah, on the bottom. Yeah, dead the ground, wood. It just
0: looks like crushed trees or, you know, like, trampled forest or something like that. And then you have, like, vines and stuff in the background. So maybe this is kind of foreshadowing the entire, like, um, salvaging this Island or something like that. But, but I don't think it can because this is only a year out. So there was plenty of construction the, the Island should have been in, in good order, um, before moving on. Um, so I don't know what, what time, like when, how far along are they on this Island? And, and why is there like a Raptor loose and why is there trying to on flying? It looks like in the sky. I don't know.
1: Or this all could just be let's let's make a pretty cover.
0: I think so. I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right.
1: <laughs> but I do. I'm liking the old cover. The, the non finished one a little better. The more I look at it, because I uh-huh. don't like that she's kind of growing out of the stuff. I like that it was growing in her instead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ugh
1: yeah um, i'm I'm liking the other one
0: i i do want to mention a few things here before again before we wrap up i did reach out on social media um and ask people like what do they want to see um over on instagram jurassic collector says the cover picture is weird Anyways, I would like to hear how exactly Jurassic World started. How did they wrangle up the remaining dinos that were left over from the first movie in preparation for building Jurassic World? Um, so, like, yeah, like I was just saying, I feel like all that stuff probably should have happened by this point, since a year out from opening. Um, it should have been well taken care of before this, I would think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, guessing this is going to be... Um, Claire's point of view of getting into the park and how they're really preparing to open. I'm sure everything's already built and dinosaurs are there and they're hatching or hatched or something like that. So I guess this is just them like really preparing to open.
0: Yeah. And, uh, over on Twitter, uh, Lord Christine says, I want to see a stegoceratops (laughs) and maybe a second stegoceratops. So that'd be interesting.
1: (laughs) Maybe, maybe.
0: Um, Anna here says, "I really have high hopes for this novel. I'm interested to see this young version of Claire in her, in her college years. What are the reasons she came? As she became the cold corporate woman we see in Jurassic World, and what's that sinister plot that the synopsis teases?"
1: Basically what we were asking, to. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, Victoria mentions that she sees that they fixed her nose um, from the original cover. Well, they didn't. They fixed more than that because they made it actually Bryce. <laughs> so yeah they,
1: didn't, yeah, they didn't fix her nose. They put Bryce's <laughs> nose over it.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they changed the entire thing. Um, J.W. Ross with three S's here says he wants to learn more about the most interesting Jurassic series character in a long time. I loved Owen, but Claire just had so much growth in Jurassic World and appears to have even more in Fallen Kingdom. I'm so excited.
1: Oh, I love that person. Yeah, the most yes.
0: interesting character in a long time. That I think, I think that's pretty true.
1: Agreed so hard, and that's why she deserves this book, because she is the most interesting character with so many nuances mm-hmm. in a while and been overlooked this whole time. Finally, she's getting her voice told. Yeah. Thank goodness.
0: Uh, Flo Roberts, I don't know how to say that. Sorry, but it says I hope it will be available in German. I mean, we can't announce or uh, you know uh, uh, say whether it is or not. I'm assuming, right? I mean, I'm That's assuming there'll be a German version. <laughs> I have no idea.
1: Probably, it'll probably be um, worldwide. Yeah, I would, I would
0: think. think so. Um, and this last one here, Gavin and Stacy Stan um, says mainly a woman writing it is. I guess what they're most excited about. So Okay. That's a good point. I mean, that is that is very good. It's it's great to have a story about Claire being written by a woman and not just another man writing a story about a woman.
1: I I don't care if it's a monkey writing a story about Claire, Claire. just so they do it well. (laughs) Just do it right. I don't care I don't care who's if it's man, woman both I just so you <laughs> do writers, it right we two, and well
0: well that's a very good point because you know in Jurassic World 3 we're gonna have Colin and Emily Carmichael writing about Claire so you might get your wish there I don't think a monkey's involved but maybe uh, yeah, there's still time
1: maybe they bring one maybe Emily comes with her own monkey I don't know <laughs> we don't know enough about her yet Colin's like, like we're does. only
0: gonna add you if you bring him that monkey over there so it's
1: just required <laughs> you need it all to, to do it
0: well why don't we uh head out of here i'm gonna ask you where can everybody find you online
1: um you could find me at jennifer underscore a 89 and at the bryce dallas howard network at bdh network and the website is brycedhoward.com
0: all right so we we have to get off this island there's a few options i see a boat over there off on the water what say how do well, should we head to that i don't know how do we get over there
1: we, I, I think I, I know how to do this. So we get a giant truck. Okay. And we, we back it up a little bit and then floor it and fly off the island and I think we can land on that okay, boat.
0: Okay, sh- well, let's take this one. Should I hold on? I'm ready.
1: I think you should hold on and buckle your seatbelt and, uh, like, floor three seatbelts.
0: <laughs> floor it then. Go, 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 go. Go. No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life, uh, finds a way. Is that good? You find it. Fantastic. Just the part they didn't like. I believe I've spent enough time in the company of death. Hang on, this is going to be bad. This past week at CinemaCon 2018, Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt presented footage of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. The first five minutes or so of the film were presented to CinemaCon audience, which is basically theater owners who are there to preview the upcoming slate of films so they can see what's gonna go into their theaters. There's a lot of bloggers there as well. A lot of information has come out about this sequence. I'm going to present that sequence here for you. I'm gonna relay the information. So if you guys don't wanna know anything about the opening five minutes of this movie, stay away. But after that, I will be relaying a little bit of information from tweets and such about the reaction to this footage. But yeah, as I said, this is gonna be full spoilers for that five minute segment. So if you don't wanna hear any of it, skip ahead or end the show, delete this, move on, go to something else because we will be spoiling that first five minutes of the movie. Alright, so for those of you who are still here, the opening footage um, was relayed to us by a lot of sources and uh, it looks like this opening sequence starts off, as we have seen in the trailers, we've, we've got a few clips in the trailers of um, a guy running away from a Rex, we saw him on a helicopter ladder hanging down and then we saw the Mosasaurus eat the dude that's on the ladder and maybe getting the helicopter as well. It's kind of hard to tell there, maybe. But this opening sequence kind of covers a little bit of that, mostly that. Um, So it starts off with a submarine, a very small submarine. We've actually seen this via the toys. There's matchbox uh, versions of it. There's actually a big Mattel toy version of it. So this small submarine goes down into the Mosasaurus Lagoon, and the idea is to go and recover an Indominus bone. And to saw it off. And if you maybe um, take a look in that trailer as well. There is a moment where Dr. Wu is staring at a bone of some sort in a glass container. It's I think there's like red in the background. So it looks kind of creepy there. But maybe this is a success. Maybe they actually got the thing. I'm not too sure about that fully. But maybe that's what that was. So they're trying to recover this Indominus bone. And let's see. Mostly for... Um, DNA purposes, I would assume, right, to make a dinosaur. Maybe they recovered it and made the Indoraptor. Maybe that's what happened there. But this is all taking place at night in the rain and the thunder and lightning and all that. And guess what? Of course the Mosasaurus is down there with them. Where else would it be? Well, maybe I guess it would be in a wave in some beach somewhere. But for now, it's still in the lagoon before it gets out, I'm sure. Um, there is also a helicopter, that helicopter we mentioned before. It has landed somewhere up there, and there's also a guy operating some controls, probably for the gate for the, to allow this submarine into the lagoon, which probably this gate opens up and the Mosasaurus gets out of, I'm assuming. But, so, this guy is up there on the controls and trying to figure it all out. They actually saw off this bone attach like a small balloon or something to it to raise it out of the water so that they can get it. They can attach it to the helicopter or whatever and get out of there. And um, so, yeah, that's what they do. They actually saw the bone off the balloon Uh, seems like it's hitting the (laughs) Mosasaurus and you know it doesn't like that so guess what it attacks but I don't think we really get a good glimpse which is very cool it kind of feels like a return to form to not especially reveal things so quickly so we won't see that attack and we won't know that the Rex is right around the corner so that guy that is up on the dock he loses control Contact, I guess, with the sub or the helicopter does. I'm not sure which one particularly, but the helicopter notices something in the distance, tries to tell that guy at the control panel to, to get out of there, to run, because Rexy is on his tail. You can see that thing spotted in the flashes of light in the helicopter uh light that's shining down. So you've seen this part in the trailer where the guy is running away from the Rex. So that is very awesome, and it's it's just barely showcasing the Rex as it uh, seems to be attacking this guy. But the guy, as we've seen, gets off the um, the the dock there via that ladder. The helicopter takes off obviously before the guy got there, so he's kind of chasing it down. He grabs the ladder, gets on, and then the the helicopter goes off. Um, but I don't know how far it's going to get because, you know, as we've seen in the trailer, the guy gets eaten. So. That's about where I think this whole thing leaves off. And that's basically the first five minutes. It sounds very creepy, very scary, um, very dark. Oh, oh, man, I'm just so excited for, for this entire thing. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird to have it all spoiled there in, in a first uh, the first five minutes. But... It sounds awesome. And I'm no less looking forward to this knowing this first five minutes. It sounds absolutely incredible. So I hope you guys enjoyed that portion. And now we're going to discuss some of the reactions. So over on Twitter here, Brandon Davis BD on Twitter says, Universal showed a few minutes of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom right now and holy dinosaurs. Nothing quite like a Mosasaurus jumping out of the ocean to eat a helicopter. Hashtag CinemaCon. At Hertz Barry says, Now at Universal Picks, saves big guns for last at Pratt 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 and Bryce Dallas Howard come out for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom longest look at the film yet includes opening of the film with yet more stupid humans doing yet more stupid things but audience here ate it up Hashtag CinemaCon. Eric Vespey says, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom up next. Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt on stage to introduce the longest look at the movie yet. It'll be the opening of the film, then on to the good stuff. Dinosaurs eating people. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom's opening was fantastic. A small sub enters the water. Part of the abandoned Jurassic World looking for the bones of the Indominus Rex. They find it but the Mosasaurus finds them. Very hard feeling, lightning storm showing bits and pieces of the T Rex, hunts part of the team on the surface. And now from at Collider Frosty on Twitter. Saw a whole bunch of footage from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, it's gonna make all the money. Looks like a really fun ride and what the audience want in a late June movie. And from Peter Soretta at Slash Film on Twitter, he says. We got to see the opening sequence from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, and it was very tense. It begins with an underwater team trying to recover the Indominus Rex DNA, but quickly becomes a scary escape sequence on land and water, taking cues from Spielberg and showing less to ramp up the tension. The scene involves a huge underwater dino and a helicopter escape sequence with Rexy. If the rest of the movie is this good, it could be the best Jurassic movie since the original. So, yeah, we might as well stop there with the reactions because um, the best one since the original sounds like a good way to uh, wrap it up there. This footage sounds awesome. I cannot wait to see this in theaters myself. It sounds horrifying. It sounds brutal. It sounds fun i don't know it just sounds perfect but yeah i I just can't wait to see this all oh my god it's it sounds amazing but yeah that's uh that's about it that's the wrap up for the first five minutes of jurassic world fallen kingdom thanks are you hearing this make sure to visit jurassicparkpodcast.com to find all our past episodes brand new news articles information on how to contact us and much more It's a great source for everything related to the podcast and, of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to Podcast.com and help us build a great community. Anybody hear that? Thanks for listening to the 148th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a big thanks to Jen, for joining me today on the island to discuss the evolution of Claire. If you haven't pre-ordered the book, make sure to head to the link in our show notes. Go do it now. I can't wait to discuss this novel further with Jen once we both have our copies and we're able to give you our full review. This book will certainly spark a great debate in the community, which I think is an absolutely great thing for everybody. More Jurassic content to discuss means more podcasts, more friendly debates, and of course more content in this expanded universe universe stay tuned i cannot wait if you want to interact with us we do most of our work over on twitter at jurassic park pod we're also on facebook at facebook.com slash jurassic park podcast and our instagram handle is at jurassic park podcast you can listen to us via itunes google play podomatic youtube our website or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a 5-star review on iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories mp3s comments or if you want to debut a segment of your own send them to Pod at gmail.com or you can submit questions directly on our website contact form if you'd like to record something for the show send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode if you don't have any way to record you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message that number is 732-825-7763 thanks for listening and enjoy